Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of my podcast. I am very, very thrilled today to have Chris Taylor with me from Pipeline 44. Thank you, Chris, for being on this podcast. It's a total pleasure. I just said just offline just then, I've been watching you for quite a while, although that sounds quite weird. Uh, I've been watching you for a little bit of a while on LinkedIn and I, I really like what you're about and I remember us having that exchange about your YouTube channel. So yeah, no, absolute pleasure to um, to join you on it. Thank you. Yeah, Chris was one of the very kind people that helped me get to a thousand subscribers on YouTube before the end of the year when I was like, please help me everyone. This is so important. And Chris was like totally on board with how important it was. And I loved that so much. I was like, thank you. You definitely helped. I got a, a little boost when you post it. For the listeners and watchers it's going on YouTube as well, let everybody know a little bit about you, um, your journey and, and kind of where you're at now. Okay, cool. So my journey, I'm relatively new to business. It's it's not been that long, around three and a half years. So I started when I was 23, I'm 27 now. And I originally started in property, so completely different to what I do now. And I remember watching, a, and some people will know if they're on YouTube, they'll, they'll definitely know of a guy called Gary Vaynerchuk, right? But yes, um, yes. I remember watching some of Gary's stuff and he told me in a YouTube video to, to document your journey. And I didn't really know what to expect, to be honest, when I did it. I was like young, naive, didn't really have a clue about business whatsoever. But I thought I'd document my property journey as I, I went along. And I did it on Instagram. I did it on Facebook. I did it on LinkedIn. And it was really weird because I was kind of, and I still am actually, quite an introvert. I don't mind talking on these things, but you put me in environments where I don't feel comfortable and I'm as awkward as anything. I just don't <laughs> like it. Uh, what I realized was, was that, people started to follow me online, which was really odd. And when I walked into like networking rooms, people would start to recognize me and start to then come up and have conversations. And that property business grew quicker than, to be honest, I could ever control if it, it was a little bit frantic. And no one really teaches you how to grow a business is what I find. It's one of the messages that I talk about quite a lot. And I grew a very, very successful company very, very quickly and it failed even quicker. Right. And I looked back over that whole period and I realized that the only thing that really added value was me building my personal brand because it didn't matter what I did next. I always had an audience. I always had people to be able to then talk to and who would listen because they valued what I was saying. And that kind of then evolved around other people looking at what I did and started asking me how they could build followings like I did as well. So I built a following of around 40,000 people on Instagram, on LinkedIn. I'm getting there. I'm, I'm growing slowly again. And I've been fascinated by how people can grow pipelines and businesses using their personal brands. And I went from having an Instagram agency to then merging with a, with a lady called Sam Ruffling, who is a LinkedIn legend. Um, she, she's amazing at it. And we now have a company called Pipeline 44, which is all about sustainable lead generation. So it's about inbound and outbound marketing at anything from startup solopreneur level all the way up to multinational corporate. There's a process and a system and a methodology that we teach, which um, really, really helps any business size. And it's uh, been magnificent to go on that journey and just see how different businesses operate, really. So that's kind of my, my journey. I went from nothing to building up and building up a personal brand and then now I've just helped other people do the same in multiple different areas of business. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I think I first came across you on Instagram. It was, yeah, no, it was Instagram. And, um, 
something you know something popped up and I saw your stuff and I was like oh this guy's sharing like loads of tips and hints and like constantly giving and I I've had this conversation with other people before about how much do you share do you know you know do you, do you give away and I've always been of the opinion that I share as much as I possibly can I'm not like I just give a little bit away and then people will want more like I'm, I don't ever think like that if I'm giving advice or my videos or any of the content I do it's like I will just give that advice away because I think that is the best way to build trust and to build a following personal brand all of those things um and and you clearly you know you're, you're doing the same aren't you because you you share so much advice online has, has that really helped you to to you know build a following and 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 sort of trust amongst your followers I think I think so when I when I look back at the kind of business that I've generated for for our company one of the things that people do say quite often is is that you give a lot of value up front and you explain things really well yes it was quite a weird thing and it goes off on a bit of a tangent really but do you remember clubhouse when that kind of took off i I was a little obsessed with clubhouse and then literally literally, i think about two months and then i never used it again exactly (laughs) the same as me completely took off right it completely spiraled and it hit me then more than anything else. Like I always gave value. I always wanted to help people. It's more of an ego thing. I love helping people. It makes me feel better than any other deal that I've secured in my life. Like mm-hmm. seeing someone else generate a result is what I just really like, whether it's in business, whether it's in sport, because I'm a cricket coach as well. I, I do that part time and have some fun with that. But what I realized was that, that was a feeling that I loved. But Clubhouse really layered in the fact that if you don't know what you're talking about, you'll get called out on it and it will catch you up at some point. So when I was learning subjects and testing and and really deepening my knowledge, actually me giving that away was actually reinforcing it to me of how much I knew. And therefore, what I realized was with our business, even if I gave everything away, which is what we do, all of our information is out there online, the customized strategy, the way that we get into clients' heads, the way that we look at a brand and we take it on a journey, that's that's not something that can just be done. That's, that's talent that's harnessed over time and nurtured. So for us, the content's just credibility building and, and building awareness. And if we can be the company that's giving out more information than anyone else, then we're the ones that are going to be remembered. That's how I've kind of looked at it. And yeah. that's what I think grows a brand significantly quicker than any other marketing strategy that you can kind of think of really give more value than your competition and you're going to win more business than they will. It's kind of how we look at it. Absolutely. And, and uh, yeah, I totally agree with that. And, and becoming an authority as well in your space, which is all to do with personal branding and, you know, and what we're focusing on today in this podcast is building an effective pipeline. And obviously your business is pipeline 44, but all these things come into it, don't they? Branding, um, you know, uh, consistency and your, your marketing, your delivery, how much you give away, like all of that is, is there's so many, there's, there's hundreds of elements to it. Um, where do people start with building an effective pipeline? Literally, where do you start? We're going to have so many people out there watching this thinking, I don't, I don't know what that means. I don't even know what it is. Like, you know, what, what do I do? It's a glorified term, isn't it? Something that's thrown around. We, we laugh about it, like literally with, with majority of our clients that come through because you'll be so surprised. We've worked with maybe 15 different businesses over the last six months who are doing between three to 15 million pounds a year around about that, maybe, maybe a bit higher, five to 15 million pounds a year. And they've accidentally done it. 
right? It's, it's accidental. They've given loads of value and they've gone out there and they've been able to, to build this business. But when you ask and really start to go a little bit deeper into the process that builds that business, which is, I mean, quite, it sounds quite sad, but it's where I geek out on. That's like what I love is how do you take somebody from who doesn't know who you are right now through to a long-standing client that never wants to leave you? That, that journey in the middle is your pipeline. It's your customer journey, quite right. frankly. Okay. From front end to back end, how are you building that relationship through to a point where when they leave, they're really, really happy. So I always use the example of an iPhone, right? Like when someone, when you first heard about the iPhone about 10 years ago, whenever the first one came out, I think we're on 13s now, I think with them, right? Um, yeah. You saw one of your friends or mine was my dad had one. I was like, oh, what's that? First time I came across an iPhone. Then suddenly all I ever saw was iPhones, just lying by, everyone had one. Yeah. And now I'd never be without one because the way that they've nurtured, the way that they provide a great product, the customer service that you get, that whole process from beginning to end is how you build a sustainable business. And to start with, you've got to think about really what your product and service is. Now, obviously, you you have multiple different services for your business, business right? From tax returns to end of year accounts to et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on. Yeah. Now, you've got to try and attract people through. And there's, I always talk about pipeline as, as three specific stages, attraction, connection, transaction. They're the three. Okay. Um, so the first step is figuring out what you want to sell. What do you want to be, what do you want to really be putting out there, whether it's a product or service? And then it's going through that three-phased approach. How do you attract people to a point where they trust you? And then from there, they then want to buy from you and never want to leave you. That That's the process that we want to build. And it just surprised me how many businesses don't have it. And that's great for us because that's opportunity. Um, mm. And it's such a, an efficient way of growing when you know that you've just got to generate a thousand new leads every single month to be able to generate 10 new customers out the back end that are going to spend that X amount of money for you to be able to hit your objective. It's a system. It's it's a process. And yeah, that, that's how I would define it um, after I've mumbled my way through it all. <laughs> no, it's, it's important. I think that people understand that it is a process, you know, and it's, it's, or it should be a process <laughs> and it's strategic, you know, and, and I look at my business now and I think, I've had chaotic growth uh, from day one. And a few years ago, I transitioned that to strategic growth. And now yeah. it is very much, you know, how much do I want to grow by? And then how am I going to make that happen? And it's all planned out. Whereas, you know, go back a few years and it was just literally like I had new inquiries just flying at me left, right and center. And I was like, yep, 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 yep. You know, and just trying to stay, um, keep my head above water with all these inquiries and stuff because my marketing was always great. Um, I say great. My marketing always, I did a lot of marketing. So I had the volume of inquiries coming through, but it's, it's interesting how a lot of businesses don't strategically plan their growth. You yeah, know, I yeah. think most people, most business owners don't strategically plan it. They don't think about it in terms of a pipeline, in terms of who do we actually want? How are we going to get them? How are we going to manage them? You know, all those things. It's, it's just it's almost like a day-to-day -day thing and clients just come in and they get dealt with or inquiries come in and they get dealt with. They sort of go through the business, don't they? They don't, I think people watching this is probably a little bit of an eye opener mm. about, about what a pipeline is and, and how they should be doing it and what they should be doing. 
I think I think a really good way of summing it up was what my business partner said um, last week. We've we've just been away on like a little getaway type thing to to review the last twelve months, and it's a lot of businesses are reactive, so yes. they will deal with what comes in, and they don't really know why it's coming in. They just keep doing the same activity, and then they'll go through peaks and troughs of growth. Yes. Yeah. And what we want to be is proactive. So we want to have the reactive stuff that's great, but we want to understand what the cause and effective and what drives that inbound in. Because sustainable business isn't driven by inbound lead generation, because eventually if you don't do any proactive marketing, you'll hit a plateau. Like it, it, it's natural. So whether that's building a sales team, whether that is looking at different advertising mechanisms, whether that is looking at LinkedIn marketing, whatever. There, there, there's ways and there and there's ceilings for how many leads that you can generate per platform depending on your audience size. So I think the real clear thing to distinguish is that you can grow reactively and have a really, really nice life and have a really, really great business. Mm. But as we're looking at build, working with different levels of businesses, so from SMEs that are looking to grow into corporate and then multinational, to be able to build real value and to break through and go through that journey of, a hundred grand company to a million pound revenue to a 10 million pound to a hundred million. You've got to have proactive marketing and sales strategies, which is that pipeline mechanism, which allows you to be able to mathematically work out how to grow. Yeah. And it can sound really complicated and I try my best to try and make it as simple as possible, right? It, it's yeah. what activity you, do you need to do to hit your objective and to be able to work that out, that is made X amount of LinkedIn pieces of content, X amount of emails, X amount of webinars or workshops that you need to run. And it, it's all just line by line. It's all percentages. And I mean, I've done loads of videos around this, um, which I'm sure you can um, you can leverage and send out to people um, around it. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just math. Like it's all all business really is to me. And it's your favorite subject. I know, right? It's, it's <laughs> I used perfect to be. for you. I don't know about any more. <laughs> <laughs> No one asked me to add anything up anymore. God, I'm terrible. Um, yeah, no, it is. It is. And it, and you really can drill down into it to that extent, you know. And and on that subject as well, something that I often talk to people about, I posted about it today, actually, is that not, not many people will do what it takes yeah. to grow their business rapidly. I have conversations with people all the time. I, I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that in a trying to encourage people kind of way. Like, actually, it is possible. You know, I've done it. And lots of people I know have done it. It is possible. But you've, you've really got to be willing to be aggressive with your marketing strategy. And the people that I have this conversation with, they, they tend to be the ones that probably what you were just mentioning like the reactive ones that go oh we we get all our new clients from referrals and I'm like, that's great don't get me wrong like we all want to get referrals because we want to know that we're doing a great job and people think that's we're doing a great job and they're gonna shout about it and that's almost a done deal you know if someone's recommending you you're pretty much pretty much you know sign you're them in. up haven't you? yeah. yeah you're in um so that's great but that's not rapid growth and it, and it really depends what people want for their businesses but i think if people want rapid growth They've got to um, be aggressive with their marketing. They absolutely have to, um, because it just won't happen otherwise. It very rarely will happen. Well, you, you, need, you need more leads, right? You, 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 need, you more need, leads. need more people coming through. And yeah. I mean, there's always these glorified terms out there on the internet, like multiple streams of leads and all yeah. this stuff. And I love it. I think, I think it's great. 
and it and it really is really simple when you when you get it down it like business is how many people know what it is that you do how good you're at it to a point where they want to decide that you're the person that they want to work with yeah and yeah. you can utilize so many different channels to be able to do that and i mean our looking at like the numbers behind our business our best longest retained clients are word of mouth referrals without yeah. a shadow of a doubt yeah. now word of mouth referrals what a lot of people look at when it comes to pipeline or sales funnels whatever you want to call them right they're all very very similar yeah. um, is that if i run a facebook ad or i run a linkedin ad whatever you're running them on uh, and they click that ad that they then look at a landing page and they think that the process is singular and it's like i see one ad I then see one offer and then I make one transaction. The reality is, is that people don't behave like that, or at least it's very, very rare that they do. They'll see an ad and they may really dislike you, but then they'll go and check out your LinkedIn profile and go, actually, this person's not actually that bad. And then they look at a few bits of content. They then may see you on YouTube. They may then see your website. And then over three months, they'll then realize, I go, do you know what? they're pretty good at what they do. And my first impression wasn't that great. And now I realize I've got a true understanding of what they are. And then you put another ad in front of them again, and then they buy. And what I'm trying to deliver with the message with what Pipeline 44 is about is looking at marketing as not in silos, but as a synchronized unit that works together. And yes, you can look at all the different metrics behind each specific channel, but actually it's not really worth the paper it's written on because people don't go through a one transactional process. Yes, there may be a thing that drives a click and drives the data. But in reality, if you go back through all of your customers and you ask them, how did you hear about us? The normal lines that come out of their mouths are, oh, I've been following you for a couple of months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that was fascinating for me. Like when yeah. I heard that sort of feedback and it's like, okay, great. Now marketing then, what we've got to do it's just keep those touch points going. It goes back to basic business and basic sales that we all get told or we've all heard in a book when we first get started. It's just it's just more touch points now. It's no longer seven. It's more yeah. like 42 or 50 um, yeah. to be able to build that trust. So yeah, it's, it's really simple what we do. It's not complicated. I always say it's never rocket science, this stuff. It's really, really basic, but it's kind of the way that my mind works, really. I, I kind of like that stuff and anything complicated i just get disinterested and turn off really i think a couple of things there it's easy if you know how you know so 100%. what might be easy to you or me might not be easy to other people but then that's where you come in because you you're going to make it easy for them you know we've done the same with like smooth accounting we, we've simplified our processes we've simplified our internal structure i want to simplify the hell out of everything in my business because that is something that is so much it's a, it's a model you can grow you know yeah. you can't grow a really really complex model i'm like let's just keep it simple do you know what i mean like let's just keep it as simple as we can and then i can literally go duplicate 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 and just you know and just grow it that way so i think it's really important like you say um to keep it simple because the minute you start complicating it and clients go oh i don't know i don't this just seems too too complex i can't you know they're not going to want to do it yeah. So you want to, I always have had the motto with smooth from day one that I just want to make people's lives easier when it comes to accounts. I genuinely want to do everything I can so that no one has any stress. I don't want to, you know, I want them to just think they want their accounts done and they're done. 
Like literally, that's how easy I want it to be. Like I want people to be able to pay me just by thinking about it. I want people to be able to sign things with it just by thinking about it. Like obviously that's an extreme, but that's kind of how I always think about processes. And I guess it's the same with a pipeline, isn't it? Like how you get those touch points in and get in front of people. It doesn't have to be complicated, but it has to be consistent and you have to keep going and keep doing it. It's not an overnight thing, is it? It must no. You know, how how long do you think it takes to build an effective pipeline? I think the answer, I, I have a T-shirt that everybody that, all the customers get sent one because I have a traditional answer of it depends. And I, have, yeah. I, have a, I haven't got one in my room, I don't think. But, um, literally, it's like trademark. You need um, to send me one of those T-shirts, Chris. I will, I'll, <laughs> I'll send you one through. Uh, but, you. But, it, but, it, but it's there because we've had customers that can generate, and again, it depends what you mean by also, um, a sustainable pipeline or a full pipeline or a systemized pipeline. There, there's loads of different ways, but I always look at it and I go to be able to fill. If you look at the way that business is done and you look at how qualified each of your leads are at any one point from 1% all the way through to a 95% verbal confirmation, normally most people's processes are they've got like 70% of it, it's the top end and it doesn't mean anything. It's all pointless dross that is just sat in there for months and months and months. And they have like maybe two or 3%, which is conditionally just filtered in from word of mouth referral and people that have been following them for quite a while. Mm -hmm. So what I like to do is flip that on its head. And it's like, what I want to do is make sure that between 50%, which is like inquiry and we've had a conversation and they're qualified through to 95% of verbal confirmation, that gap in there is around about 30% of my pipeline because that's realistically when you look at, I'm getting into real technical stuff and I don't mean to, but the real sustained <laughs> growth and you look at the fastest growing companies out there, most companies can only maintain 30% of that gap to be able to deliver at the back end, right? So there's one thing generating and securing deals. If you can't deliver it, there's no point. So mm-hmm. What we've got to do is make sure that everything is a balance. So we normally will say to build that pipeline up and get it ticking with the full process map and with the, we call it a marketing asset or a marketing vehicle that drives those leads through from your different traffic sources and 12 months of, mm-hmm. of real consistent work drilling down mm-hmm. um, with, a, with an offer, an up service offering, which is what people want. I mean, the amount of businesses that are out there are selling people that things, people just don't want them. So it doesn't matter how good your marketing is. If your product and service isn't very good, then it doesn't matter. It's all irrelevant. So we start at the front end, which is why that first step service model, well, what are you selling? Do people really want it? Does it provide real value? And then from there, 12 months of consistent application of the methodology, and you'll then start to see the consistent returns that are aligned to realistic objectives god that's a load of words (laughs) no but it's good though and i think it's important people realize it's not an overnight thing you know and um i had this conversation on on another podcast we were talking about um you know it's 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 a long-term strategy you know people say to me like oh i want to do what you've done with smooth and i'm like well you know yeah i was i was there six years ago in my garage with 30 followers on Facebook every day every single day I was there you know regardless consistently and I I haven't stopped I haven't taken my foot off the pedal not once if anything I've ramped it up over time and you know 
because sometimes people will just see or oh, you've got so many followers on whatever it is linkedin instagram whatever and it's like well yeah they didn't, they didn't just appear you know <laughs> this is a long-term thing yeah. you know and the same with youtube and, and and even this is a perfect example like we're here on this podcast we are literally an example of this and you know because to build our brands and get our names out there and you know i want to build my youtube channel so i'm doing something about that you know and the more i build my personal brand the more authority i have in the accounting space coaching space and that opens up opportunities so businesses develop don't they so like you just mentioned about do customers actually want what you're selling and i think that's really interesting because maybe they do want what a business is selling but actually over time you realize there's something else you could be offering that fits better or fits the people that didn't want the first thing, like rather than just turn them away, go, actually, I can see you don't want that, but you might want this instead. Oh yeah, I do want that. So, you know, yes, it's long-term, but it's also, it's not set in stone. You know, you can adapt and move, can't you, with business needs and, and what customers needs are. Yeah. I think people, when I look at this and I, I get asked the question a lot of like, what's the number one tip that you can give to people to succeed in this? Damn it, I'll ask that one now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you anyway. Give me, give me the um, top three. Give me the top three. <laughs> I think I'll give you the big standout one and I'll, I'll think a bit more deeply about the other two. Okay. Um, but the big standout one, if I was going to say it, it's organization. Like if I look at what's enabled me to go from my first business which failed through mm-hmm. to the business that I'm a part of now, the big difference is that now I am so goddamn more organized. Like everything is down to a T. I know what I need to do every single day. I know what I need to do every single week and every single month and every single quarter to be able to hit our annual objectives. And if I don't do the monthly, the weekly, the daily habits that I've got in play right now, same with all of our team, they're all drilled down into well-oiled machines, which enable us to be able to hit our objectives. That's come from organization and wanting to learn how to do that. People like I think, and this is just a personal opinion, people love me for it, people hate me for it. Like it's just my opinion on it, is people glorify how amazing it is to build a business. And I'm real, I actually speak my truth with this. Building a business for me has been goddamn boring. Like because it's process, it's systems, it's everything that quite frankly I naturally don't like doing. Like I'm, I like someone to come onto these things and talk. I love to write, like I'm writing my book at the moment. I love to video record all of that stuff's like a hobby to me, but going around and writing procedures and training teams and interviewing, it's not particularly that sexy. It's, it's, it's really not to me anyway. It might be to other people, but it's not. Um, But getting organized and being disciplined in that way has been the thing that's transformed me over the last probably 18 months it's taken me to to really get to a point and i'm probably 20 percent of where i need to be to where i want to grow the value of this business too but the other two um i would say is one that you've mentioned like action yeah so people talk about things a lot i find they have meeting upon meeting upon meeting planning for the future planning for the future and i'm all for a plan i love me i've just come back from a from a holiday, which was due to be uh, to be planning. And what I found is, is that now we've come back on Monday and we've had to have another hour go, okay, now what are we going to do about it? Like we've spoken about it. What are we going to do to make the difference? So if it's personal brand, 
and we need LinkedIn content out each day. We need YouTube content. We need we need podcast content. We need all of this stuff. It all takes time and it takes commitment and it takes energy. And you can think about it all you want. And so like what I do is I break it down. I go, right, I'm just going to do one piece today, one piece of content today and get it out there. And I mean, you're a beast at this, right? You're there every single day without fail. Um, I always see you're always at the top of the timeline. It's it's really impressive. It's good. So action for me is the tech one. Just do it. So making excuses, just do it. And three, just spend 20 minutes each day at the end of your day or the beginning of your day, whenever you feel like you can get something done, which you're not particularly natural to do, just learning. So there's so much free content out there on YouTube right now. There's so much content on LinkedIn, on Instagram, there's content everywhere. Then just go away and start learning around how to use these platforms better. Mm-hmm. Um, there's workshops out there that people run for free all the time. Go and sit them and just see if you can take like a golden nugget from something, yeah. which you can then go away and apply. And that for me is the biggest thing that I've got is this ability to want to improve all the time. Like I, I'm never satisfied with where I am and it's quite unhealthy at times I can imagine, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm always saying, wanting to learn really. always. Yeah. So they would be my three organization action <laughs> and the will to learn how to do it. That's good. That's a good one. I think I would do much better if I did that. If I just, spent a bit more time trying to learn I think that I would that would really really help me I'm sure it would help lots of people and one that um someone mentioned to me earlier which I thought was really really good was have someone to be accountable to because people will always let themselves down but you don't let other people down and I was like I feel like I had a bit of an epiphany when they said it I was like that's so true I'm literally like I would let my um, because I'm like oh I will work out today I'm not quite bothered like, cause it's only me, like, I'm, I'm just going to be me that I'm annoyed at later or whatever. But then if, as soon as you have someone else that's like, have you done that video content, Jerry? Cause we need to film today and I've, I've come here to film. So and mm-hmm. I couldn't not have that content ready. So I think that's, that was a really good one. A bit profound earlier when, um, when that was said, but I, I also say to people, prioritize marketing over everything else when you're a business owner and that's what I've always done not everybody agrees with that and I totally understand and we're all different but I always say to people like don't like say if I'm talking to another accountant don't worry about the accounts you can do them in your sleep right (laughs) don't don't worry about that that they'll get done the accounts will get done if you haven't got any customers you won't be doing any accounts so literally put marketing ahead of everything else and you will grow your business that's you know that's the big one for me. Anyway, I listen, love I, I love it. Yeah, I think it's so important. I'm going to wrap it up now. Thank you so much for being on this. I feel like it's been really, really interesting learning about, you know, how to build an effective pipeline, what you've done in your business. Um, where can people get hold of you? Where is the best place if people want to go? Like, I want to know more from Chris. I want him to help me. Where do they go? And so there's loads of free content on my YouTube channel. So there's loads about what we do um, on there. I normally, I've slapped this week. I have failed because I haven't had my <laughs> my weekly video go out. Um, so I'm going to record one this afternoon and get it out. So I have a weekly video content on YouTube. And then for getting in contact with me, LinkedIn is where I'm spending a lot of my time right now. I'm on Instagram as well, but LinkedIn is where I'm really focusing because it's just such a big opportunity over there right now. So Massive, YouTube yeah. and LinkedIn for me. Perfect. Well, we'll put all of your details in the description of this video anyway. So anybody watching, if you if you are watching it on YouTube, um, 
have a look below and, and all Chris's details will be on there so you can contact him. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure um, interviewing you and yeah, see everybody on the next podcast. Bye.